0: Hello, welcome to the first episode of What the Hell Do I Do Now? Listen in and join me on the discussion about life and identity after athletics. My name is Genevieve and I'm super pumped to be here with you guys. I want to start with a little introduction. I played soccer at the College of Charleston in South Carolina, took my fifth year and graduated and left Charleston in the summer of 2019. I moved to Denver, Colorado, where I started coaching at a school. Now I'm in grad school, and I've become really interested in mental health and the mental health of athletes. I've put a lot of thought into what I wanted this podcast to look like, sound like, and provide to myself as well as you all. So my only goal here is to help someone. If I can just help one person feel more understood, heard, and less alone during their own personal journey following their athletic career then I have achieved my goal. I want to create a community with people from all different sports who can share their experiences. I want conversations and stories to exist that athletes in the future can listen to and know that they're not alone in this transition. So how did this podcast start? Well, I went through all of what feels like seasons of quarantine. I have arrived on the podcast season. So I went through the banana bread phase, Tiger King phase, random craft projects, Spontaneous purchases, the TikTok vortex. I'm currently two months sober from TikTok, so bless on that. And now I enter... The podcast phase. In all seriousness, though, I really struggled when I was done playing soccer. I felt that I was stripped of my whole identity, and I didn't really know how to verbalize that. I had a weird mix of excitement for a new opportunity, guilt for being excited... kind of grieving the loss of my main crutch over the past 18-ish years as well as losing the strong support system that i had maintained through college on top of that i had no idea what i even liked to do i thought hobbies who has hobbies what the hell are those playing soccer that's my hobby that was my only hobby and that's all i knew over my life so felt kind of like a fraud when people asked, oh, what do you like to do? I said, oh yeah, I like playing soccer. I'm on the soccer team. Well, not on the soccer team anymore. So fast forward six months after my last collegiate game, I found myself back on the field, but on the other side of the line this time. I was coaching at a school out in Colorado called Metropolitan State University of Denver, which was fun It it was weird and it was incredible. It was all a mix of everything. I was working with girls who were pretty much the same age as me. so. You know, I'm standing there telling them to get on the line and run, even though I was right next to them six months prior. It was an interesting position to be out of collegiate soccer long enough to realize that life moves on all the while coaching girls who are fully in it. I felt a sense of connection to them, mainly because I could completely relate to them. The fact that soccer dictated my whole day, my whole mood, my whole life, I kind of understood where they were coming from. If I had a good practice, I'd have a good day. If I had bad practice, the rest of my day pretty much would go to shit. The stress and the buildup to see if I was going to start I always weighed heavy. And throughout the week, it felt like it got heavier until the game happened. I was in this unique position, but I could kind of empathize with the girls while also being able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I wanted to so badly say, hey, you know, life is fun right now. Soccer is fun, but I promise you life gets a lot greater. You're going to have really awesome experiences and you're going to meet some really cool people that might not know you as a soccer player. Playing is important, but I promise you're going to be going into some really incredible experiences and the one thing you're going to remember are the connections that you made playing soccer. You aren't going to remember the games that you started Yeah, you might remember some really great moments during games, but I promise you're not going to remember the amount of minutes you played. You're just going to remember the memories, both the good ones and the bad ones. Another thing I started to understand as a coach was that it wasn't always about me. I struggled to wrap my head around this as a player, and as a coach I started to understand sometimes when I got pulled out of a game or I didn't start or I didn't play, it had nothing to do with me. Sometimes what the game called for was something different, something that I couldn't provide that another player could, and being subbed out had nothing to do with me, but rather everything to do with what was best for the team at that moment. I feel grateful that I felt this feeling during college and when I was playing and that I was able to be on the other side of it when I was coaching. This experience has been pretty helpful for me, and now... I'm able to bring it into my work, into my friendships and the relationships and everyday life experiences. People have shit going on and their actions towards me are not always a reflection of me. Usually they don't have anything to do with me. So how did I get here? How did I decide that I wanted to start a podcast? Well, I'm in graduate school for mental health counseling and I kept relating all these topics that I was learning to different experiences that I had in sports. I guess that's obvious because I never really did anything else. Like I said before, I didn't know what a hobby was. I didn't have any fucking hobbies besides running, kicking a ball down the field, and trying to save goals from going in. Conversations kept coming up about life after athletics. Movies and documentaries kept coming up, discussing the challenges that affect all athletes, no matter how famous, no matter how rich, no matter how good, and no matter what sport. But no one freaking talks about it. During COVID, the importance of mental health became a very common conversation. When COVID started, I was still coaching. We would meet with the MSU Denver soccer players on Zoom. And I remember thinking every single time I logged on, I cannot imagine being on a team right now and going from training every day with those players, with your teammates, to either having to move back home with your parents or living in a house and not playing at all having your season cut short and not knowing when you're going to be able to play again. It made me think about how we felt when our careers ended, at least how I felt. I knew that my career was ending. I wasn't going to be continuing to play. I, I mean, I probably could have played overseas, but it would have been just for fun. Whether it's having a career-ending injury, retiring, coming to the end of your season, it ends always. And I don't know why, but I was so stunned when it ended. At first, I was happy. Um, I was tired and I was able to sleep in. I was excited because I didn't have to go to practice. That lasted for about a week. Once the team started training again and I wasn't joining me, it kind of hit me. I will never be joining that team again to play. I never really had to work out on my own. And I had a ton of freedom ton of free time and didn't really know what to do with it. Didn't know how to fill my time. I would go on runs, go to happy hour, try to do whatever I could to keep myself busy. But I don't know, I didn't know what I liked to do. Started going out a lot, started working a lot, started to kind of lose myself because I mean, who was I without soccer? Moving to Denver was the best thing I could have done. Leaving Charleston and all the people who felt like home it was one of the hardest things I could do, but moving to Denver made me realize how much I appreciated the outdoors and made me realize how much I appreciated having an active lifestyle. I knew probably five people when I moved here. I left my tribe, my main community back in Charleston. and I felt sad because everyone was still hanging out, having a good time, and I lost those people, and I, I lost the thing that brought me close to those people, soccer. Moving forward, forced me to literally move on. I realized I had to find things that I like to do in order to find and meet more people. started to hike, started to camp. I learned how to snowboard, which was pretty miserable. Um, Made it out alive, didn't break any, any bones, which was nice, but I joined a local gym. I began to meet people, and they began to know me as Jen, not as Jen the soccer player. started to create a really incredible life out here. I now have a community that I chose and that I wake up every day and continue to choose and it's surrounded by people who like doing the same things as me and the only reason I met these people is because I started to try things I'd never done before things I never knew I would enjoy and things I never knew I would even have the opportunity to do so I still find myself throwing in the fact that I played soccer super irrelevant to conversations and I'll say it and I'm like why the fuck they don't even care But I'm realizing now that playing soccer was a big part of my life. It's a big part of who I am, and it's something that I can't just cut out. Um, But being a soccer player was not a character trait. It was a season of my life that helped to define me, but it was not my only quality. I began to hear stories about other athletes feeling similar ways. I never really had considered how big the transition is from playing to not playing. Once you're in it, you're just kind of in it. You don't realize not everyone goes through it. I didn't also realize that other people were feeling this way as well. We go through this transition that even athletes at the highest level felt, but such an individual feeling. I don't know what the best word choice is here, but I guess it was comforting to know that I wasn't alone in this transition. I began to search for shows, movies, documentaries, podcasts, literally anything about these transitions. I watched Michael Phelps' documentary. It's called The Weight of Gold. If you haven't watched it, I really highly recommend it. It's on HBO. I started to hear other athletes, some of the ba- best athletes in the world, talk about the shock of normal life. I listen to podcasts where big-name athletes speak about crippling anxiety depression that they had following these big events or just following their careers. Conversations around this have come up with some of my peers, specifically around professional sports. Players will retire in their 30s, much earlier than the average retirement age, and go through severe bouts of depression. Fans and spectators will say, well, how can they be unhappy? They have millions of dollars. They're famous. They're retired, and they can do whatever they want. They can buy whatever they want. And actually, I used to think that too. How on earth could these famous athletes be sad? They achieve the highest level. Athletes are supposed to be tough. Being quote unquote sad makes you weak. Are you freaking kidding? Of course these athletes are sad. They're human. They're done playing the one thing that's been the main constant in their life, the backbone of their existence, the reason for their experiences, their community, and their structure. We often dehumanize professional athletes, but they have feelings too. They have lives. It's important that they feel supported as well. Discussions around mental health have become more popular. Therapy has definitely become more accessible, but these conversations need to continue. Mental health is important, and in athletics, it often gets brushed under the rug. Conversations around sports psychology and performance-based psychology is important, but what about after? Yeah, athletics are incredible. Even though I'm not on a team anymore, I still consider myself an athlete, but what about after I'm done playing, after I'm done competing? What happens after the last whistle? Life goes on, so when you're done competing, for whatever reason that is, you might ask yourself, what the hell do I do now?